This is Bronx Bombers Beat with me, Nate Shelton. Let's get into it. Welcome into a new episode of Bronx Bombers Beat. I am, of course, Nate Shelton. Continuing our look at the offseason grades for the team this year. This week we'll be talking about the infield and how they did throughout the season. I'm going to start off looking at Greg Bird. Uh, played first base. Uh, just a really rough season again for him. Um, had the ankle injury that kept him out for several months. Tried to come back and get back into the groove of things. Never really could. Uh, played maybe 38 games. Hit 11 home runs. Had 38 RBIs. Just a 672 OPS. And a 199 batting average. Really another terrible season for him. And time is running out on what the Yankees are going to do with him. Of course, they sound like they're going to give him a shot at first base. They're saying that for now. Of course, rumors going around that they may try to make a trade for Paul Goldschmidt in the offseason. The first baseman from the Arizona Diamondbacks. And you saw the end of the season, Luke Voigt, the minor league player from the Saint, acquired from the St. Louis Cardinals take over the first base job. Of course, he had an electric last month of the season doing a lot of heavy lifting for the Yankees offense down the stretch. Uh, of course, Cashman said that he will get a chance as well to play first base in spring training. So we'll see who gets the first base job come 2019. But unfortunately, everything that Greg Bird went through this year. Have to give him an F. I know injuries played a part, but that has been the story of his career so far. And has really not done much in his time in New York, save for the solo home run he hit in the in ALDS in 2017. So we're going to give him an F on the year. Luke Voigt will get a B short time that he played this season. Just an electric, solid first baseman, great hitter. You know, a little work on the defense, but that will come with time. He gets a B at first base. Second base, we'll look at Glaber Torres and Neil Walker. Of course, Glaber Torres missed the first month of the season uh, down in the minor leagues, getting that extra year of eligibility or control for the Yankees. He did hit 24 home runs, 77 RBIs, had a handful of stolen bases, 820 OPS, and 16 doubles on the season. Of course, he also missed a month also in the season with that hip injury he suffered in the middle of the summer in July. But a solid rookie campaign for him. The only downside for Glaber Torres was the defense. He had 17 errors at second and shortstop combined. So needs to work on his fielding a little, quite a bit in the offseason. A lot of it seemed to be just routine plays he took took off. Didn't play each, make each play at 100%. Kind of try to let his talent and ability shine through on some plays instead of making the smart play. But that'll come with age and experience and some work in the offseason. So expect that to really tighten up this next year. 
Look at Dee Dee, of course, again, a mystery season, not really a mystery season for Dee Dee, but he had a month stretch where he just could not hit the ball much at all. They gave him some time off, tried to get his head reset. Then he had some injuries off and on through the year. Of course, that wrist injury at the end of the season where he missed the last week. But he did hit 27 home runs, 23 doubles, 5 triples, 86 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, and 829 OPS. So another solid campaign where DDE's numbers improved again. Um, again, if you think about back to the month of struggling he had at the plate and then the injuries he missed, could have been a much bigger year for DD on the season. Unfortunately, now that Tommy John surgery, he will be out for the majority of the 2019 season and his future kind of in question with the Yankees as he is a free agent at the end of next year. So we'll have to see what they decide with him. Give him a B on the season just because of the great, the uh, time missed and that month that he could not hit his way out of a paper bag. So a B on the season for him. Go back. Glaber, I gave him a B on the season as well. Would have been an A, but the defense and the errors held him back a bit. Rookie year, though, that's a very solid season for him. Look at Neil Walker, the other second baseman utility infielder for the Yankees. Played pretty much every in uh, infield position save for shortstop this year. Uh, struggled quite a bit starting out the year, not getting regular playing time, couldn't find his way at the plate. And towards the end of July and August, into August, he started to find himself. Had 11 home runs, 46 RBIs, a 664 OPS. So um, give him a C on the season. I mean, he was a steady influence in the infield when they needed him, solid defender. Made some great, reliable plays on defense. Just the bat wasn't quite there for most of the season. See what the Yankees do with him in the offseason as well if he comes back. I, he's a very usually dependable bat. I think just the switch of the leagues and irregular playing time was really hard for him to get a feel at the plate. When he was getting regular playing time, he started to produce. So kind of a mixed bag for him on the season as well. Of course, rookie third baseman Miguel Andahar was hands down probably the most dependable bat in the Yankees lineup this year with Judge missing time with the injury, Sanchez with his struggles and injuries. Again, we talk about Glaber missing time and Didi struggling at the plate for a while. Miguel Andahar consistently produced all year long. He had a rookie record or I should say Yankees rookie record, 47 doubles, 27 home runs, 92 RBIs, only 97 strikeouts, which for a rookie is fantastic. Shows some good plate discipline. Plus, he was a bad ball hitter. So pitches that you think people normally might strike out on, he was able to make contact with those. Had an 855 OPS on the season. The one downside, of course, we all know, his defense. 15 errors on the year. Never was touted as a solid third baseman. 
coming in, but the errors were a huge downfall this year for him. Just has a terrible tendency to double clutch the ball on grounders before he throws it to first, which leads to bad throws or late throws all the way around. So hopefully the Yankees, well, not hopefully, we know they will work with him on that come the offseason and get him kind of straightened out on the fundamentals at third base. And his playing time is going to depend a lot also on what the Yankees decide to do with Manny Machado if they make a move on him. Um, obviously, if Machado is brought in, he would play shortstop with Didi out. But if Didi does and is able to come back through the season, it would be widely assumed that Machado would move over to third base and could be a problem for Andahar, which, you know, rumors around, nothing substantial from sources inside the team, but people talking about Andahar being traded as well for maybe some pitching or something of that nature. So it'll be interesting to see what his future holds in store. I would imagine the Yankees would have him back and just too solid of a bat to not have in that lineup. Which leads us to the hot stove and the free agent market. Everything heating up in the last few days. Of course, we know the big names are Machado and Bryce Harper. One big name that was thought that might come out during the offseason was Clayton Kershaw, but he re-upped with the Dodgers for $93 million, which I am not too upset about. Kershaw has too many his, uh, too bad of a history with his back. That could be a problem, and his playoff history is not the strongest either, which is what the Yankees kind of are looking for for the postseason. So I am kind of relieved on that end. Uh, a lot of back and forth, whether Bryce Hopper or Machado are of interest for the Yankees. You got to think they are just because of the player they are. And Harper having that left-handed bat that could possibly make a difference. Well, it would be a would be a huge difference for the Yankees with that short porch. Machado is a interesting player. You know, saw the postseason he had or lack thereof. The very unprofessional plays he made on the base paths, cleating a couple first basemen in the postseason and coming out and saying he was never going to hustle, it just wasn't going to happen, and that's the way he plays. So I would imagine that probably lost him a few suitors. Yankees say they're not interested, but again, we'll see what the truth is in that as the offseason continues. The Cleveland Indians making some huge news this week, saying that everybody on the roster was open for trade except for Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor, which started the speculation on Corey Kluber if he would be part of that trade bait. And if so, the Yankees could make a huge push to trade for him to solidify the rotation, or even Carrasco. So... Of course, Carrasco had a monumental season for him. Strikeouts, great all-around pitcher this year. Of course, they lost in the division series to the Astros. So, 
uh, Indians look like they are breaking things up. Going to start over. So some possible pitching there for the Yankees to be had. See if Cashman starts making phone calls and seeing what it's going to take to get a pitcher of Kluber's status. Of course, he had a 2.89 ERA last season. And again, just they call, don't call him the Klubot for nothing. Just automatic. You know where you're going to get from him in the regular season and the postseason. Of course, we also know what the Yankees did against him last postseason. So maybe bring him over and put him in pinstripes and maybe get some dis- different results from him in 2019. We shall see. Uh, of course, and also Yankees are constantly being rumored for Patrick Corbin, the pitcher from the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's a solid pitcher. I am not totally blown away by his numbers. Last year was his best year yet. Had a 3.82 ERA, which is solid, but doesn't really you blow you over. And he could be a serviceable pitcher with the Yankees. Of course, we saw with Sonny Gray, it's not... Everybody that can jump into this Yankee starting rotation and be productive if you can't handle the city. And you don't know how his pitching will translate in the American League with the DH and not facing a pitcher every outing. So we'll see what the Yankees decide to do with him. Of course, he has always said that he wants to be a Yankee. He grew up being a Yankee fan, and his dream is to play for the Yankees. So that is a possibility in the rotation as well. Um, the Astros declined the options on Charlie Morton and D- Dallas Keuchel. So uh, Keuchel saying that we'll see what his party wants to do. Most op- most likely will opt out and see what's out on the market. Of course, he had a off year for him last year. Struggled kind of up and down year for him. But he could be a solid ground ball pitcher for the Yankees in that stadium, which would be great because he does not give up a whole lot of home runs when he is on. Uh, Martin, he's another solid pitcher. He was the third man in the rotation for the Astros. He could be a good pickup to solidify that rotation. So Yankees have all kinds of options to work with in the rotation. We'll see what Cashman does and what Hal wants to do with the money they have to spend as well. So Cashman can only do what his boss tells him he can work with. So it's going to be an interesting offseason. We're just getting started with the hot stove. It's going to heat up in the next month or so. Of course, first week of December is the the winter meetings where all the wheeling and dealing can take place. So sit back, enjoy the offseason and the hot stove. It's going to be a hot one. Next week, we're going to talk about the starting rotation and the bullpen grades for the Yankees. And any other off-season news, trade rumors that are out there as well that could pertain to the Yankees. Thanks for tuning in and listening to Bronx Bombers Beat. We'll talk to you next week. This has been Bronx Bombers Beat with Nate Shelton. Part of the My Team, My Voice podcast network. Sports fans rejoice. My Team, My Voice.